0: <laughs> As we advance in the Sefer this week we'll be reading Parshat Vayigash. Parshat Vayigash has the very emotional <coughs> reunion of Yosef HaTzadik and his brothers after them mistaking him for thinking that he was uh, just an Egyptian. He was just an Egyptian. They wind up being informed that he's really Yasif Atsadik, the brother. At first, they're very uncomfortable, very ashamed. And after things warm up, they stop appearing to go back to Yaakov Avinu to let Yaakov Avinu know that Brother Hashem Yesef is still alive. When they come to Yaakov, Yaakov doesn't really believe it. But before he, Yaakov Avinu decides he's going to, <coughs> to Mitzrayim, he had to prepare a few things beforehand and one of the things the passage tells us is that yahudah shallach the fun of yosef for the fun of gashna inu first sent Yehuda in front of him before him to yosef to mitzrayim well how is the fun of gashna clear the way to prepare the way when They come to Gaishan, which is where uh, the, uh, the Yaakov lived. Yaakov and the children lived in Gaishan. And Mitzrayim. try. I have all and they came, came to, uh, to Gaishan. Now, what was the Pshat in this that he sent Judah to prepare? So, Rashi says, two Pshat. In. One Pshat is the heart the fun of the Kitaguma, like the Kitagum said, the fun is like to clear the way. And to, to be able to, to to guide them and to direct them where they should live. In other words, find them a good house, find them a good place to live. Second pshad of was, is that based on the Medrash, the fund of the second base of Talmud, He wanted Yehuda to go there and to set up a place to be yeshiva there, and they would have Sakhalacha over there, and that's the Hyris, the fun of talking about Airah, which was you have, we have Bezdit, we have Bezdit there, Pathak and Alacha, that will be a makkim of Yeshiva, a makkim of Torah being learnt. Those are the two Pshat and Rashi says. So now, Ravun Krellenstein comes to try to explain what's the basis of both Pshat and Rashi, for why Yakovina felt it so important to send Yehuda down to I understand it's important to have a yeshiva there to make a yeshiva. Why was Yaakov so important, so worried about the real estate, so worried about how Yehuda's going to set them up for their houses to live? That's something which Yaakov really should have been removed from. Why was he, If pointed to Abshat, why was he um, so involved in that? So, Ravin explains, he says, well, based on a story, there was a certain, well, a certain Rebbe. That when he came to a certain city, his city so he when he came to Eshelayim, I think, so he sent his um chassidim, his, his, his you know his his gabayim, his chassidim to go find a deer, and they went to find different deers, and he would come to the deer, and look at this and say, no, This is not for me. No, no, yeah. no, that's not good. And then he would turn around. That no, that's not a good deer either. No, that's not a good deer. After a while, one of the chassidim turned to the Rebbe and said, You know, you're not really involved in real estate and understanding what's good and what's not good. How is it that you know that you, that that I know, right? And at one point they came to a place and they came to a dira and said, that one's good. So they were curious. They wanted to understand from the Rebbe what's the pshat. He said, I'll tell you. He said, I went to that dira and I started walking up the stairs and I counted that going up the stairs to the dira is 26 steps. The six is the gematria of the Shem of Hashem, Yud Kevav And therefore, that was something that I felt would be a good era for me. In other words, he wasn't looking for fancy apartment, fancy, do- fancy doors, fancy you know, rooms and windows. He was looking to see where going to be a place that there's going to be a proper source of Kedusha there, a the place that I'm going to live, because that's where my, I want, that's the place that I want to dwell and to have my family. So, because the pashas, just like this Rav, was concerned about making sure that his house would be a place which was appropriate for the kedusha of his family. So, Yakovinu even more so where he was bringing the Shif which is the future of Kali Israel, he had to make sure that if they're going to have to settle in the they're going to make sure to find the place that's the most appropriate that their kedusha will not be tampered with while they're in the Mitzrayim. And therefore, that's why he asked Yehuda to, to find to set up a place to make sure it's in a place that's going to be appropriate for, you know, for for Christ to be. That's a, according to the Pshat that says that he set up. He went to set up a home. Now, according to the Pshat that it says, that he wanted to set up a yeshiva, We can understand why Yeshua is important, and maybe we can also understand if it explains why he sent Yehuda specifically. Why did he send Yehuda? Why not? Why not Yisach or Why not Levi? They were in charge of of the, the, the giving over of Torah to Kali Yisrael, why did he send Yehuda? So he explains, because Yehuda proved himself already, and he knows how to take responsibility. When it with the question of bringing the bringing back and forth, he took responsibility for that, and made sure to tell his father, I'll make sure your son comes back to you. And he saw that there was a leader of responsibility to Yehuda, That was something that talked to Yahuvinu, when we have to build the yeshiva, we have, to, we have to have somebody who has the responsibility to do it. But the question is okay, we have to build the yeshiva. Yeshiva is important. But we didn't get there yet. we didn't get there yet. So, in other words, you know, obviously, when they get there, they'd be learning in their houses or the place until they get things set up Why did they have to have the yeshiva built before they came? Why is it so important that the yeshiva had to be built before they came? Why couldn't they just do it then afterwards? So he brings a shot from one of the Shashivas of Paras, was Paras Yosef in Shalayim of Lodot Tzotka, Tzatzal. He says a beautiful word, a beautiful idea, something we have to really try to internalize into our own session He says, you know, on Purim, we know that the Megillah can be read on one of two days. Really the five days that we read in a situation where uh, they don't know how to read the Megillah, we can read it on, uh, on other days as well, but the main days that we read the Megillah are one of two days, on the 14th of Adr or the 15th of Adar. Now, what's the prerequisite to, have, to be able to read the Megillah on the 15th to the 14th? The 14th is for every city, basically, outside of a walled city that was walled in from the times of Yeshua Ben-Nun. Any place that was walled in from the times of Yeshua Ben-Nun it's considered a walled city, it's called Mukafiz and the cities that were Mukafiz which were prepared to Shusha, the nice was, right, the cities that were Chaima, they would read on the 15th of Nisan, where the neis nice that happened in Shusha was on the 15th of Nisan. But the, uh, the other cities, which are unwalled cities, which is basically everywhere else, they would read on the 14th. Now, the question is, why did they have to have a city that's walled in specifically from the times of Yeshua ben Nun? Why is that all the way from the beginning when they first came to Israel that they have to be walled in right from then? It just has to be a walled city. The similar halacha to, a, to the cities that are called the Batar if you buy a house, a house was sold in a walled walled city. Well, there also it had to be from, you know, from, from the origin, it had to be a walled-in city. Now, why is that so important? So, it explains it the because in order for it to be considered a walled city, it had to be a city that they never had a moment that it was without the wall. Because even if, the, as long as it was after the time of Yeshua ben that means that this was a city that was okay with being a city, for even for a short period of time, I mean without a wall, the wall is not a necessity to the city. The wall is just a nice thing or an extra thing, decoration you put around it. Because if it, nece- it, was, it was a necessity, and not just a luxury that you're adding on afterwards, then how could you have built the city in the first place without it? The fact that the city managed without it that shows you now the wall is just an extra, an extra uh, luxury that we add on to here. So the cities that were that were from known from the onset showed us that the war was a critical thing to the city, it was something which was just a necessity. Explains Sadka uh, that when Yaakov Avinu was going to Mitzrayim and he was going to take the Shiftekah to Mitzrayim, he wanted the Shiftekah to be able to see that there is no situation where we could say that. It's you know we can manage without a we can manage without a a, uh, without, a <coughs> without a yeshiva. There a city without a yeshiva for a yid is not a yeshiva. A city without a shul for a yid is not is not a, is not a, is not a city. And therefore, in order to be able to maintain and to have that that ability of having the the uh, you know the city being a city that was appropriate for the Yeshiva for the kah, Yaakov Avinu felt that it was incumbent, that it was mandatory, that that city had to have been built from the onset with, with, uh, with the Yeshiva being there. Because if you're ready to start the city without a Yeshiva being there, that means that you get the city, that the Yeshiva is not a necessity. The Yeshiva is just a nice luxury that we have over there. And that was the, Yaakov Avinu was trying to get the message over to his children, it has to be there from the onset. Now this is the big lesson for us in life, you know, when we're choosing where we're going to live, when we're choosing where we're going on vacation, when we're choosing where we're going, a person has to be able to understand when you're taking yourself and you're going someplace, you're taking yourself, you're taking your children, which are you, you're taking your family. You're, when we're going there, we have to be able to understand and build to have our priorities straight. And to be able to understand what's a necessity and what's a luxury, sometimes our necessities are comforts, and, our, and 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 if I am able to find a place to do it, okay, it'll be nice. If I'm able to find a place with kosher food, okay, it'll be nice. You know, if I'm able to find a place where I can have you know a rub that can can tell us you know can direct us, yeah, it's nice. You know, that not that's not 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 mandatory, but it'll be nice. But sometimes when a person is looking for a place, he says, I knew, well, I'm looking for a place of vacation. I'm looking for a place where I'm going to live. The first thing, who's the love there? Where's the where, proper shul to in? Is the proper shul for us to be able to be there? The more that we have that as a necessity and make that part of us as the essential thing, that's what the message that comes over to us and our children to realize who we are and what we live for. And that was the message that Yaquin wanted to give over to his children. We can't go to a place to live unless we know that there's a mukim Yeshiva that's set up, because otherwise it's just a luxury, it's not a time of necessity. And it's Hashem, Hashem, should help direct us and bring us to a clarity to be able to understand and to be able to decipher and to come to a that to like I said before, a clarity and understanding of what our necessities are and when something's a luxury. And would that be able to use those necessities to be able to reach HaKadosh Baruch Hu and bring us to bigger and better places as Everyone should have a wonderful Shabbos and go.